You're listening to Earshot from WXXI News. I'm Veronica Volk. This week, do you know what to do in the case of a pet emergency? I thought I couldn't handle these situations, but when you're thrown into them, you'd be surprised what you can do. And major upgrades to ski jumps in Lake Placid are drawing potential Olympians to the slopes. They fixed the things that were wrong with it. It's a lot smoother. All that from your local news podcast, Earshot. Support for Earshot from WXXI News is provided by Rock Vox Recording and Production, presenting Legacy Cast, audio and video recordings of loved ones telling their stories for posterity. Produced in a full-service studio located in Bushnell's Basin. More at rocvox.com. It's the holiday season, and while the buzz of festivities is inviting, some elements of the celebrations can pose risks to your pets. And we're not just talking about separation anxiety or eating turkey off the table. My colleague Noelle Evans says a local humane society is offering some lessons in emergency response for animal lovers. She has this story. So the first thing you're going to do when you approach the scene is you're going to... Actually, let me back up. Kim Ferris-Church leads a small group through a pet first aid and CPR certification course at Lollipop Farm. You're going to approach the animal and you're going to say, Fido, Fido, are you okay? And while you're doing that... Audrey Kramer has been through this before. Not just the training at Lollipop, where she works, but using these skills in an emergency... She's an animal behavioral specialist who works with feral cats. I did have to help one of my cats that was choking one time, and it was just after I had taken the first course years ago and was choked on a treat, and I did kind of like a Heimlich, and it it flew out of the cat's mouth, and we were fine. The Heimlich maneuver that Kramer used was similar to the technique meant for infants. And while CPR methods for cats and dogs resemble CPR for humans... Ferris Church says there are significant differences. You know, typically with humans, we are laying the the body on their back and you're doing the compressions in the middle of their chest. But with animals, you're actually laying them on their side. She demonstrates on a life-size Dalmatian stuffed animal. And then you are finding where their heart is by moving their leg back and where their elbow meets their torso, that's where their heart is located. So you actually do the compressions on their side. And then you try to get to a hospital as soon as possible. These skills are not a replacement for a vet, but they can rescue an animal in crisis. And Ferris Church says it's something to be prepared for because it can happen in a split second. The sooner you react and the more skilled you are at responding, the better the chances are for a positive outcome. So it could be as simple as your dog is outside in the backyard playing and chewing on a stick and they're all of a sudden choking on it. Um, It could be, you know, that you have a senior citizen who is, uh, maybe they have, um, you know, some underlying medical needs and, you know, one day they drop down and have a seizure. You know, what what are you going to do in that situation? The holidays can present other risks, risks that can be avoided with preparation and awareness. The FDA warns that things like poultry bones can break apart into sharp pieces and cause internal injuries. Table scraps full of fatty bits from, say, turkey meat can lead to a life-threatening case of pancreatitis in dogs. And the American Veterinary Medical Association 
says things like sparkly tinsel and string lights can harm curious cats. But accidents can happen in any season. Years ago, Audrey Kramer was a first responder to another pet emergency close to home. It was a neighbor's outside cat that was bitten by their dog. And um, I actually had it uh, stop the bleeding. And the, you know, it was in the ear, and the ears bleed like crazy. So I had to put pressure on that until we got to the vet's office. So I actually rode with them. So this was also after training. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of important. It happens. She says it was something she never expected she'd be able to do. I thought I couldn't handle these situations, but when you're thrown into them, you'd be surprised what you can do. No good pet owner wants to see their animal in pain or imagine the worst case scenario. But caring for your pets also means being there for them in a crisis. And Ferris Church says knowing how to respond could make all the difference. Being able to help your animal when they're injured and getting them to that emergency vet is going to help save their life. Noelle Evans is a reporter for WXXI News. Hi, this is Evan Dawson from WXXI, and if you're enjoying Earshot, then you'll want to subscribe to our other podcast, Connections with Evan Dawson. That's me. On the podcast, you can catch up on discussions about current events, arts, politics, and interesting people. Subscribe to Connections with Evan Dawson, where you subscribe to Earshot from WXXI News. One of the most iconic Olympic venues in Lake Placid just got a big upgrade. The ski jumps built for the 1980 Winter Games can now be used year-round, and soon they'll host the Olympic trials for the 2022 Winter Games in Beijing. Emily Russell is a reporter for North Country Public Radio. She has this story from Lake Placid. If you go to YouTube and type in Lake Placid ski jumps, one of the videos you'll see was posted by a skier a couple of years ago. Is it blinking red? It's filmed from the top of the Olympic ski jumps in Lake Placid. The skier inches out onto the in-run, that's the ramp they ski down, and you can barely see where he's supposed to put his skis. It's raining, so some of the snow has melted. He lets go and flies down. In the video description, the skier explains that that was the only jump in he got that day. The title of the video literally has the words sketchy conditions in it. The in-runs were always the trouble with, you know, the, the temperatures in, in, the, in the winter going up and down. That's Billy DeMung. He's the CEO of USA Nordic, and he grew up training on these jumps. He knows how temperamental they can be. 150-degree night of rain, you could lose the entire track. You have to re-snow the whole in-run. Now, just cover it with a tarp, kick the refrigeration on. It's not going anywhere. Upgrading these ski jumps cost $26 million, according to the Olympic Regional Development Authority. That state agency has poured hundreds of millions into Lake Placid in the last decade, all in an effort to boost tourism and bring more sporting events to the area. Demong says the upgrades to these ski jumps means more athletes can train here year-round. So in the summer, water can run down the track to facilitate summer jumping. And then as soon as the temperatures dip below 60 degrees Fahrenheit, you can kick on a refrigeration system. And with 
just five-gallon buckets of slush, you can create a bullet ice track, which allows the athletes to really push the envelope of what's possible in ski jumping. On this day, there are some of the best ski jumpers in the country here. One after another, they fly down the end run and float through the air before landing. This is their last training camp before the season kicks off. Paige Jones is on the U.S. ski jumping team. She's trained in Lake Placid before and says she's always liked these jumps. But she says now they are even better. They fixed the things that were wrong with it. It's a lot smoother. The profile of the hill matches a lot better. And the starts are bigger. The landing hill has been flattened out. And the starting area where skiers line up to jump, that's been built up more. So more skiers can line up at the same time. All of that makes training here safer, more efficient, and more fun, Jones says. Her teammate, Nina Lucy, says these upgrades are a big deal. To jump here and to know and to feel that it's a really like world-class venue that I would gladly jump on any day of the week, that is huge for, for the kids, for the next generation. Lucy grew up in Lake Placid. She trains full-time in Europe. She says she hopes these new jumps inspire more local kids to get into the sport. It's just sad looking around. I didn't realize I was one of the the last on the national team left from here. And I hope in four, eight years that really changes. Lucy and the other ski jumpers have their sights set on the upcoming Winter Olympics in Beijing this February. The Winter Games are one of the only times that most Americans are exposed to ski jumping. And who's on that team headed to Beijing will be decided in part right here at the jumps in Lake Placid. Olympic trials for ski jumping and Nordic combined, that's jumping and Nordic skiing, will be held in Lake Placid in late December. As head of USA Nordic, Billy DeMung says he hopes these new jumps can host more national and international events in the years to come. We haven't had a World Cup for ski jumping or Nordic combined in the United States since basically Salt Lake. There was one the year after. Um, You know, I think this is the right organization and the right area to bring that back to North America. The Olympic trials this December kick off a few years of national and international competitions in Lake Placid. The village is set to host the 2022 U.S. Biathlon National Championships and the Bobsled and Skeleton World Champs in 2025. Emily Russell is a reporter for North Country Public Radio. And that's it for your local news podcast, Earshot. Subscribe to the show wherever you find your pods. And while you're there, leave us a review. If you have a comment or a question, email the show at earshot at wxxi.org. And find even more local news stories on our website, wxxinews.org. Music this week from Blue Dot Sessions and Poddington Bear. I'm Veronica Volk. Thanks for listening. This program is a production of member-supported WXXI Public Broadcasting, Rochester, New York.